Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. to the DNVR Rockies podcast. I am Patrick Lyons. I am Susie Hunter. Patrick, look at us having a work from home day. Both of us. What a treat, especially considering it was nice and comfy watching the Rockies get swept two series in a row. Patrick, why? Why do good things or why do bad things happen to good people like you and I and our friends who play baseball for the Colorado Rockies? Yeah, it's been a it's been a tough time with eight consecutive losses. It even goes back to that final game in, in Boston where it started off so well, this 10-game road trip, one of two 10-game road trips they were going to have this year. And it's uh, it's all fallen apart as they faced one of the best teams in the National League and the hottest team in all of baseball, in all of the world, certainly in all of the country, hence why they're called America's team, the Cincinnati Redlegs. Yeah, uh, the Cincinnati Reds are, in fact, red hot right now, and not even the Rockies could cool them off. Although I did see, I did enjoy seeing that their spicy new starter finally got some hits against him. It was finally time for him to come back down to earth. Yeah, Andrew Abbott had been fantastic. He was the first pitcher since 1893 when the mound was moved back to its current distance to have not given up a run in three consecutive starts lasting at least five innings pitched. So first batter, Bretton Doyle, using that uh, Chuck Nasty sauce with a leadoff home run, his fifth of the year. That was really cool for him. You know, he, his batting average had been pretty much under 200 the past, previous 15 games. So he needed a little bit of a, of a jolt at the plate, and I think that was really helpful for him to go into this next uh, homestand where the Rockies have uh, three different series coming up at Coors Field. Yeah, big, long um, homestand coming up, but it was nice to see Bretton Doyle 
hitting some dingers again because when he first came up, he was so exciting. And now, you know, all of course, all of our attention has been on Nolan Jones, but Bretton Doyle, please remind us that you are also that dude. That's been one of the really nice things with this plan B approach. It's not even approach. It's just, hey, we only have one other plan. Plan A didn't work, so we're stuck with this one. It's which... not an it's not an approach. Um, yeah. it's a it's a circumstance. It very much is. It very much is. Yeah. And so you look at what Brent Doyle, you know, how how the, uh, the the pitchers have been adjusting and teams have been adjusting to him after that really great start. And you go, oh man, was it a fluke or no? Pitching just adjusts to these young guys and say, okay, now we know his strengths. Let's see if we could find those weaknesses. We've identified them. Let's hit those. And now Brenton's going to have to go ahead and make those adjustments again. The approach of plan B now really forces Bud Black in the front office to say, let's keep running Brenton Doyle out there. Let's have him play through these growing pains, which is something that, you know, we didn't see at the early part of the year with El Juris Montero. Uh, and now he's getting a little bit of playing time. Still not a ton, uh, but he did get the start today. He hit one of the three home runs. Rockies actually had back-to-back games of hitting three home runs. And uh, first time and in 2023. For what? And for what? Yeah. They uh, they did it once last year uh, against San Diego. But doing this on the road, again, it, it's nice. It's a, it's a silver lining. You know, they lose all three games in Cincinnati at Great American Ballpark. But all the games were really close, right? They lost by one run on Monday night, mm-hmm. uh, and then the last two were, were just by two, and they were in both those games. I think I know they held a, a lead on Wednesday. I think they held a lead on Tuesday as well. So uh, they've been there, but uh, then then they've not been there. <laughs> yeah, well said, Patrick. Um, uh, yeah, uh, is it more frustrating that they're close games, or is it – I don't know. I don't know if I'm more frustrated or less frustrated than – the entire series in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I th- I think I'd rather be close and kind of have that. It's less of a gut punch, right? Like traditionally or historically, you're like, oh, if you lose a tough game like that, you think about the implications for you know that 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 game or that loss at the end of the season, and oh, could that be the difference in going to the postseason or not? It's oh man, it was backbreaking. Or you got really upset, but when you're just getting blown out, it's just like man, this. Where's the fight in this team? Where, where's that ability to just keep it close? And so the Rockies with the loss today, they dropped to 29 and 48. I haven't won in a week since June 13, which kind of leads us to, uh, I think something that's, it's, it's a very, it's a mini segment that you like nasty numbers. What was the nastiest number to come out of Cincinnati in this road trip? Was it the 18 home runs? And I think there was, there was one today by Jake Fraley. But there were 18 home runs entering Wednesday's game in six games. It was the most on the road in six games during a single road series that the Rockies had ever given up. Was it 18? Was it 28,000, the attendance on Tuesday night in Cincinnati against the Rockies? Or is it now the Rockies' 377 winning percentage on pace for 61 wins, 101 losses? Or could it be the number zero? the amount of wins the Rockies had against the Reds, despite the fact that the Reds did designate for assignment Will Myers. And yet somehow they weren't able to beat the Reds. Um, uh, I, these are some Patrick, these are some numbers. These are some numbers. I think the one that hurts me the most is seeing that we're on pace right now for 101 losses. That is the one that kills me, especially because the Rockies have never crossed that 100 loss threshold before. And this could be the season where they do it. 
I don't think they will. You Although, don't think they right, will? No. I mean, okay. okay. I, tell, tell me why. Tell me why. <laughs> I, I vacillated back and forth. So in April, it was like, oh, yeah, we are heading that way. And then Doyle gets called up. We see Nolan Jones. And then they started playing really well. And now they're playing really bad. And I think they'll probably pull out of this to a degree. Just so, look, 63 losses is not great. Uh, but it's not 100 losses. So I think we're just seeing the worst-case scenario of these 33 games in 34 days. We'll talk about it here in a second. They barely get over the finish line with enough bodies, just bodies, to finish and get the 27 outs. Of course, on the road, you only need 24 outs when you're losing the game. That happened a lot in this series. But they they barely had enough of those arms. So uh, while they are by no means a, a 500 team, and I don't think they're going to play that way the rest of the season, but I think they might just be a, a notch above. If this is the worst that they could possibly play, and they've only just now gotten to that threshold, right, to that 100 loss mark, I think I, I think they'll kind of balance out just a little bit. I, uh, I mean, like, I don't – want to be negative but also i don't think this is the worst that we could potentially see that's the thing i mean yeah this is a really rough series but i mean i could see something like this happening again later on down the season yeah yeah it certainly could be it's it's uh it's gonna be a a long summer a cruel summer to steal the phrase from a thumbnail i saw recently thank you thank you patrick for acknowledging my culture my taylor swift culture absolutely so calfreeland was supposed to start today He's actually supposed to start Monday. He was supposed to start Tuesday. Start Tuesday. I was like, he Tuesday. He was supposed to start Tuesday, then maybe Wednesday. Now, not Wednesday. And Monday, we got the word that maybe he had one plate too many, or maybe he even just had a bite of Skyline Chili. We can't even confirm if it was a full plate. Could have been just a bite of Skyline Chili that put him on the you know virus alert. Yeah, um, but he got to drop this casually in Monday post game that Kyle Freeland was not going to be pitching on Tuesday, maybe not Wednesday because he had a virus. But yeah, um, uh, of course, like we off air have been speculating, is it a virus or did he try Skyline Chili? Because when you try Skyline Chili and you are not used to eating that, um, I'm just going to say like it's so rich that it doesn't always agree with you. So if Kyle Freeland went out, wanted to eat the local cuisine... That could have done it to him. That could have done it to him. But I think he would be back by now. That's usually like a an afternoon thing, not a several day thing. But hopefully, yeah. we see him again starting against the Angels when the Rockies get back to town. Do we think it could have been a Juan Soto situation? I don't know if you saw that last night, but the Padres didn't have a left fielder when everyone was ready to go, and everyone said, "Where's Juan Soto?" And then, like a full you know what? I session. saw something about it, but I don't know a lot about it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know if Skyline Chile has franchised out to the West Coast, perhaps. But uh, yeah, it could have been a, a Juan Soto type situation <laughs> for Kyle. Yeah, hopefully he's OK. Jake Bird gets the start. First time Jake Bird, the starter. <laughs> first time starting a game since 2021. But he hadn't really been a starter in any capacity since 2019 mm-hmm. with uh, the Asheville Tourists, low A Asheville Tourists at that time. And that was really at the end of the season. So he goes out there, and we think uh, maybe he's going to start a while. And then, lo and behold, does a nice job for two innings, shuts it down. And then, oh, Carl Kaufman's plane finally arrived. Actually, do we know if he landed via helicopter, or <laughs> did he take a riverboat? I mean, game? all of these are possible. He did make it. He was there before the game, though. It's not like he like arrived in the second inning. Like He was there that morning, but I think it was maybe uh, – 
a, a tiring uh, day of travel for him. As, as the news kind of progressed in the morning, I got less and less interested in trying to figure out, all right, was he leaving from Albuquerque and to go from Albuquerque to Cincinnati? Okay, you're going to need a connecting flight. Oh, my God, what if they wanted him to be in Cincinnati when he was en route to Reno and now he's got to go from Reno to Cincinnati? I saw a couple mm -hmm. trips that were like 15 hours because there weren't too many options and flights were like a thousand bucks again dropping the bucket for the Rockies but still uh, a rough situation for uh, for Carl Kaufman he finally gets there and it looks good but unfortunately in the fifth inning the Reds were able to get three runs thanks to Joey honesty is for losers Vado his new nickname Joey Vado I expected better from you I could not believe He's got two strikes against him, and he's like, you know what? I'm not taking a third. Sticks the elbow out a little bit, gets hit. It it seemed pretty clear to me, to you. I know the AT&T Sportsnet broadcast was pretty worked up about this, too. He stuck it out, and you can't do that. That's against the rules, as we all know. Joey Votto did it anyway. Joey Votto got his team back in the game by sacrificing his elbow. As you mentioned, there were two strikes there. Mm -hmm. And uh, according to the, it wasn't a Subaru strike zone, but according to MLB, that got a piece of the plate. Like that got an upper corner that very well could have been strikes three. So it wasn't even leaning into a ball that was close to him. He, he got close to a pitch in the strike zone. That sparks, a, that sparks a three run rally. We're tied three, three until we get to the eighth inning. Daniel Bard comes in, Ellie De La Cruz, double bloop, double, almost a chorus field kind of double Jake Fraley home run. And you've got a three-game sweep in the Queen City. A three-game sweep that came right after a four-game sweep. Uh, Rockies are down bad. Yeah. How did you like the lineup today? It was. I was thinking about how – well, so you had Doyle batting leadoff, Nolan Jones batting second for mm -hmm. the second day in a row. We'll talk about how good – how great he was on Tuesday. Yeah. But in looking at the lineup, I, I realized that there were only, I think, three players – that were in that. Oh no, Castro wasn't in the lineup. That's right. So there were two players, mm -hmm. Rymac and Ellie Harris Montero, who were on the uh, were in the opening day lineup. I think we were even on the opening day roster, and they were both at different positions. Rymac started at second base. Now he's at third. Montero's at third. Now he's at first. There were five players in the starting lineup today that weren't even on the forty man roster to start the year. Like that's pretty wild. Yeah, the um, roster moves that have happened and not even halfway through the season right now. Um, I'm like, is this, I mean, I guess it's not a good thing. <laughs> it's a, it's really a very clear sign that things are not going the way they expected. And we're all just doing our best trying to keep the season going. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. And, and you hate to see it because of the power, you know, the homer from Doyle Montero and uh, Montero, his home run actually was the first since opening day for him. He's got two on the board. Randall Gritchick hit his first since May 7th. And uh, again, it's just kind of wasted, unfortunately, mm -hmm. in the course of the five, three loss to the Cincinnati Reds. But um, you don't have to worry about losing anything. Actually, I'm lying. You're going to lose 15% off of your tab when you are a diehard <laughs> You're signed up to the DNVR.com on all your food and drinks, 20% off all the gear that we've got at DNVRlocker.com. And you know what? That actually does come uh, on that, – that does uh, get discounted off on all of the Golden Era Nuggets championship gear. Yes. The book, by the way, did see the book in Costco. 
That was a big you one. You saw it. That's right. Yeah, you sent that's... that picture to our Slack channel. No one credited was... me. No one credited my photograph. You know wow. what? Actually, I saw RK tweet that picture, and I was like, "Oh, come on! You got to drop a photo cred." Actually, you know what? When you now that you mention it, I think uh, RG Ryan Green, our our master photographer and videographer, used it without credit. So, like, that's real honor right there. If like a guy of his caliber is taking my stuff. Like, you know what? I actually okay. feel really good about this. Okay, relax. Let's not <laughs> let this go to your head. Okay, it's a picture of a book at Costco. Um, but how cool is it that our coworkers wrote a book and it is like for sale in physical stores and we are just finding these out and about. Um, it's freaking cool to me. I'm excited to work on next year's book. I've already started taking a bunch of photographs of Ball Arena. Look out, Ansel Adams. I am up <laughs> next. But yeah, sign up. Uh, access to the members-only Discord where we're, we're, we're talking about things other than sports, which is really fun. But man, right now, uh, the Rockies chat for uh, the Diehards Only Discord is easily better than I think it's ever been. I mean, there's like so many comments during the course of a game and off days and after games of people saying, well, what about this? What about that? Did you see this play? Literally, you could probably take maybe our first two years on uh, Discord. And that's basically what we've seen like in the last couple weeks, legitimately, because the diehard, so tip of the cap to everybody that's in there for that. Uh, Got to make sure you are also uh, heading over to Game Time because it's the hottest new ticketing site. And by new, I mean it's been around for a decade. I've used it to see a show at Red Rocks for 15 bucks. Uh, I know you were uh, talking about the fact that, yes, yeah, Shohei Otani's coming to town. There's a Yankees series. And so typically you might say you can get up to about 60% off the face value of a ticket if you wait about two hours before an event because the scalpers or people who can't go to game, they're just going to knock those prices down. But in the, in the case of, of a really big event, like Yankees or angels coming to town. Well, the nice thing is when you use sign up using promo code DNVR, you're going to get 20 bucks taken right off the top. That's going to cover the cost of a couple beers for you uh, and have a really good time. So make sure you use code DNVR, click the link in our description when you head over to game time tickets and pins and aces, make sure you're getting some of their gear. Even if you're not golfing, the golf culture is pretty huge here mm -hmm. in Colorado for the summer. It's like skiing and snowboarding in the winter, golf in the summer. And even if you don't partake in either of those things, people still wear the gear. Not that they're trying to pretend, but they it's, wear the gear. It's not, it's nice for hot weather. Like it's breathable yeah. gear. It's easy to move in. It looks nice. So it doesn't look like you're walking around in athletic wear. Uh, it's kind of perfect. It's perfect summer attire. Yeah. It's functional. It breathes. Mm -hmm. And again, if you don't golf, but you've got a golf bag somewhere in your garage, not naming names, uh, but you can still put a liquor stick that looks like a putter or a beer sleeve and just hide your little garage beers in there for yourself. Have a good time. <laughs> of course, if you're going out uh, to the golf course, I mean, boom, all 18 holes, you're going to have a blast with the liquor stick and the beer sleeve at pinsandaces.com. And make sure you use promo code DNVR to get 15% off your first purchase as well as free shipping on that bad boy. Ooh, free shipping on that bad boy. Let's go. Yep. No Davis. Got to face his, uh, his old team there, Ben Lively. The story of the game, though, you know, Davis did uh, did what he could. Immediately got sent down. Carl Kaufman came up. Uh, but Nolan Jones, four for four, uh, batting second, as we said, for the first time. Mm -hmm. I think it may have helped. You know, Ryan McMahon uh, didn't do anything. He lost his 11-game hit streak on Tuesday. But his presence really helped contribute to Nolan Jones' big day, batting behind one of the best hitters in the game right now in Ryan McMahon. And so Nolan Jones getting the benefit of that homer 
two doubles. He also walked, so he reached all five times. Only the 10th Rocky to ever have a stat line like that of like four for four with three extra base hits, walk. He also stole a base two on top of that. He now has five tied for second most on the team. Nolan freaking Jones. Also, who knew Nolan Jones was out there stealing all these bases? That wasn't... That he that was not as advertised. This is like a fun little bonus. It is. He he is now I, I know somebody from the main account said something about Nolan Jones being the one true Nolan Jones. A, I don't know what that means. Maybe you do. Maybe you've talked to this person. And it wasn't the one true Nolan Jones. He's the one true Nolan. So that was that was how I originally interpreted. Okay, so that is what it says. He is the one true Nolan. That's it. He is the one true Nolan. We don't have another Nolan. Who's the other Nolan? I think there's another. I think there are other Nolans on other teams, but I don't think they're good teams. So who is this other Nolan? T.O.T. Nolan Jones, the one true Nolan Jones. (laughs) If you have a T.O.T. Nolan Jones jersey and you wear it to the DNVR bar, you don't just get one free drink like with the Ezekiel Tovar black vest or the Todd Hollinsworth City Connect. You get two, one from me, one from Susie. (laughs) Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The T.O. It has to say T.O.T. Nolan Jones. Yes. 22. Yes. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> I will agree to these terms, Patrick. Uh, <laughs> Harold Castro homered on Tuesday. Finally, first home run as a Colorado Rocky. We've been waiting. How long? How many hits has he had as we've been waiting for a home run? Hitting Harold. Homering Harold. Let's go. That's it. He was on the opening day roster, finally got it out. Yeah, homering Harold. Jorge Alfaro also homered. By the way, for two months, he was with the Boston Red Sox. So Harold Castro, opening day roster, got one on June 20th. Jorge Alfaro playing in Boston with the Red Sox. Well, actually, he wasn't with the Red Sox, but uh, doing the thing in, in Worcester. Don't, don't ask me to spell it. But the in Worcester. Worcester. He was doing it with the Woo Sox and yet still arrives at the same time because you know what? That's baseball. That's how that goes. Um, they've this is now they've hit three home runs seven or more times. That's about around 18th most in Major League Baseball. So they've been hitting them in bunches fairly well. You know they were down eight uh, two in that game on Tuesday, and they came back. You know combined for four runs in the eighth and ninth, which was nice to see. But uh, it was it was not nice to see waking up on a Wednesday morning with already a seven game losing streak, and then you go. We don't know who's pitching. There's a yep. bunch more guys hurt. Brent Suter has an oblique issue. Wasn't put on the IL yet, but all right. Nick Mears, he's healthy. He's doing a nice job. You can swap those two guys out if you needed to. And then Connor Siebold, he actually, he was originally supposed to start Friday. And I guess with the whole Freeland stuff, he raised his hand and said, hey, coach, I could start on three days rest if you need it. And mm-hmm. so they were going to go forward with that plan. Uh, has those arm issues, according to the Denver Post. And so he ends up getting scratched. We'll kind of wait and see what happens with him. But the injury bug just chewing away at the Rockies right now. Yeah. I mean, do you think Connor Seabolt's actually like an injury injury or is it just like he wanted to pitch on three days rest, but like actually just couldn't? Not sure. I, I, I'm not you sure. I, yeah. I, I think, you know, maybe he did feel a little something. And so they were just, you know, being precautious or, you know, he just felt sore. I think being out on the road probably helps you feel a little bit better as, uh, you might be able to check out over at the DNVR Sports Channel right here on YouTube. Uh, listen to a, a fun interview with Bob Gephardt, the original general manager of the Rockies, where he said that you know back in the, the mid-90s, the, the Atlanta greats, Greg Maddox, 
Tom Glavin, John mm-hmm. Smoltz, those guys, six or seven days after starting a game at Coors Field, they would still be sore. They would still feel like they were in a car accident. So Rockies are out on the road. So Connor Seabold said, hey, I can, I can toughen it out and do it. Uh, and for whatever reason, it seems like you know he, he wasn't able to do that. So you hope he doesn't have to go on the IL now because of I'm, I'm pretty hopeful. I don't think he will. But also, I'm just like, at the same time, well, like, yeah, that would just be our luck. I think he'll be okay. Knock on wood. That's it. <laughs> oh, boy. What, Not- a, what a time to be following the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> Susie, do you, are you surprised? I maybe haven't thought of this before because it kind of, it didn't strike me until a few days ago. Okay. We haven't seen an MLB manager fired yet. Oh, that's right. We haven't. We have not had those things. Season. Um, uh, who did I pick for my managers of the year? Because whoever I whoever I predicted this year is probably who's going to get fired first. Well, you're doing better than last year because you had the first two guys, Joe Girardi, which was June 3rd, and Joe Madden on June 7th last season. Yep. So you are embarrassing for me. <laughs> no, you're, you're doing a lot better this year. <laughs> I, I don't even know who you pick off the top of my head, but it's better than last year. So look at that improvement. That's, that's what we're focused on. Yeah. Um, who do you think would get fired this season? Who's, who do you think is on the chopping block? Well, I know entering the year, it was like kind of the guys at the, you know, the bottom of, of the division, a lot of AL and NL central teams. Uh, I know Dave Martinez uh, of the nationals pirates, Derek Shelton, AJ Hinch of the tigers, David Bell, of the reds, Brandon Hyde of the Orioles. Those were the top five guys. Bud Black was actually sixth on that list. Um, in, in, and, nerve. and now the guys who are most likely to keep their jobs, I think are fairly safe. There's one name on there that I, mm. it's kind of questionable. We had Dusty Baker, Terry Francona, Skip Schumacher, brand new manager there in Miami, Pedro Grafal, brand new manager for the White Sox, but they are struggling. I think he might be on the chopping block. Bruce yeah. Bochy, we know he's fine, but my money right now is either on Ali Marmol of the Cardinals, Dave Martinez of the Nats, which isn't necessary. The Washington knew they were going to be bad, or maybe even Derek Shelton of the Pirates because, you know, the Pirates were in first place for a little while, and I think you have to be patient, and I think they were going to be patient. And so, you know, maybe some red flags have, have come up, and they say, ah, you know what, maybe this isn't the guy. Maybe we are a little bit closer to being ready than we realize. We need to make a switch, but uh, I'd probably put all my money on on uh, Ali Marmol. Well, he would probably have to be that big guy for me. Oh my gosh! You know what? Uh, that's I mean, that's such a big one too because the, um, yeah, the the Cardinals have just been one of the biggest disappointments in all of baseball. Yeah, like it's just it's so bad. Um, Ethan in the chat saying it's got to be Boone, right? I could actually kind of see that too because the Yankees, of course, their expectations are always sky high. And they have been playing so poorly. So I could, I could kind of see that too. Yeah, no, he's definitely, you know, you have to think about it. You have to ask those questions when you look at their win-loss record, when you consider all the injuries that they have, like they're running Mm -hmm. Jake Bowers out there as your leadoff hitter. I think, you know, he's going to get a pass. You know, it's a different time than when George Steinbrenner was there and he was hiring and firing Billy Martin twice (laughs) in a season. You know, you go back, go back to um, the guy, uh, Go back to after Buck Showalter was let go after, I want to say it was the the 94 season for the Yankees. You have Joe Torrey, Joe Girardi, Aaron Boone, three guys basically in the last 30 years as your manager. So they, they, they let the guys run out. My question is, and I brought him up, Buck Showalter, 
Are you concerned that maybe Buck Showalter could be on the block or another veteran guy with a team that has a roster that's quite expensive? Bob Melvin. Are those two guys that probably have to be in the top five most likeliest? Oh, I, I would definitely put Bob Melvin in that top five because the Padres, yeah, one of those teams with a big fat payroll and this should be the year and, and they're not doing it. Yeah, Bob Melvin probably more so than Buck because, you know, the Mets have had their injuries. Not yeah. his fault. Whereas the Padres, I feel like, have been relatively healthy and Tatis has come back immediately, injected that life. So, you know, I feel like we've we talked about this maybe a little bit more last year at various points is that managers now aren't managing the game quite as much because they've got everything planned out with their entire staff mm-hmm. ahead of the game. And really, they're managing the people in the clubhouse. And that's what you're managing. And so all the guys are healthy all, and all the pieces are there for the Padres for the most part. And, you know, I'm not going to say Bob Melvin hasn't managed them as well, but you know, if you're the owner, Peter Seidler, you might be going, uh, I need to be getting more out of these guys right now. And maybe a change of manager really is a swift kick in the, you know what, to get this team, you know, charged into the postseason because they're on the outside looking in right now. Hey, listen, that worked for the Phillies. I mean, they fired their manager June 3rd of last year, they were in the World Series later on that season. So it works. Obviously, it did not work for the Angels. Will anything work for the Angels? Who knows? But it works. It does. Mm-hmm. And and Joe Girardi was a guy who had won a World Series. So, you know, he was a notable name, obviously, in the game. Bob Melvin hasn't won a World Series. Notable name, but doesn't even, didn't, doesn't even have that on his resume. Mm-hmm. So uh, it almost begs to... to you really think that it, Bob Melvin has to be that next guy that's uh, that's up on the block. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, back home for you, you have a lot of homes. I've got a lot. I of have homes. so many homes. I've lived so many places. Uh, which home are you talking about, Philly? So many back homes. No, the the back home of of Hartford. <gasps> oh, Hartford! What happened in Hartford? Well, what's going to happen August 11th is uh, yes. Home Run Derby X at Duncan park first time this event is in the united states they debuted it last year i know i watched a couple of the clips uh of it are you familiar with this are you just excited to see some of the names attached to it i feelings i'm really not familiar with this at all yeah they've never had it in the u.s before um uh, i'm excited that dunkin donuts park gets to dunkin donuts park dunkin park how dare i i'm excited that dunkin park gets to be the place that uh debuts this here in the states uh and also the fact that nick swisher is involved is hilarious um he was uh he was in philly for the uh peacock game against the rockies that sunday morning game uh what a personality that guy is he's a lot on camera <laughs> and off camera oh my goodness <laughs> we're talking about nick we're talking about nick swisher yeah. who are we talking about oh okay yeah. um yeah he, he uh he's he's something to say he's a lot <laughs> so they did it last year in london mexico city in seoul i think i saw saw some of the the clips from london it was just you know glorified batting practice but you've got like um one softball player one baseball player former baseball player and then like an influencer or something like that you know they'll, they'll kind of mix it up and it's fun and um, so Nick Swisher did it last year. So did Johnny Gomes. I uh, was mm-hmm. a former world series champ with the Red Sox. He'll represent that. They got some talented softball players, uh, that are going to be, uh, involved with home run derby X this year, Ashton Lansdale, Alex Hugo, Elizabeth Mason, and Erica Pian- uh, Piancastelli. 
And they also added two more big leaguers. David Eckstein's going to be representing the St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> and representing the Cubs, Dexter Fowler. Susie, our Serbia trip is going back to Hartford for Home Run Derby Oh, X. my gosh. Well, actually, oh, Dexter Fowler, we got to see him uh, at the Peacock game uh, with the Peacock crew in Philly, too. Um, great dude. Great dude. But oh my gosh, um, uh, this is so exciting. It kind of makes me wish I lived in Hartford. I feel like I should be one of the influencers involved in this. <laughs> Why am I not? You got to send in, you got to send in footage of you uh, last year with our nice wiffle ball game that we had and show them your swing. Maybe you'll convince some people just so you know, Rockies are on the road in Los Angeles on August 11th. Just saying, Ooh. just saying. See, I usually go to those LA games, but I think my family's not even going to be in town that week. So maybe I will make a trip to Hartford. Hartford to is one. our Serbia. You're, I think it's, it is now. It definitely has. It definitely has become that. Yeah, you're going to one of the coasts. We, we just know that. That's, I that's have it. to. And, and because it'll be summer, you know, sometimes it can be a little gloomy on the East Coast, but it's going to be summertime. California, New Jersey. Connecticut, you name it. Got to make sure you're bringing those shady rays with you, uh, especially if, if you want to have a couple different looks where you still only have to worry about paying the price of one because you buy one, you get one free over at Shady Rays when you use promo code DNVR. And if you happen to lose or break your glasses, fear not because they've got a lost or broken replacement policy and they'll get you a new one uh, out to you right away. If you don't like how it looks, Hey, sometimes that happens. They're going to give you a full refund within 30 days. Or you can head down to the Park Meadows Mall to like try them on and really see if you like the vibe uh, that these glasses are putting down for you. You buy two or more of polarized shades, you're going to get 50% off those. So use promo code DNVR so that you can buy one, get one free online today. It's got five stars by over 200,000 people. So you can't miss from this independent sunglass company. And you definitely shouldn't miss with the Mountain Beach Sour from Breck Brew. This is the mm. summer bev. That's it. Shady Year Rays. of the summer, for sure. That's it. it. Every barbecue needs to be complete with Shady Rays, a pair of sunglasses, and some Mountain Beach Sour by Breck Brew. If you're not sure where to get it, go to breckbrew.com to find the brew near you. It's got some pineapple uh, aroma in there. Fresh pineapples used there. Mm. Uh, it's got some sour. You know, It's basically a vacation in a can. So you know what? Drink it all year long if you want, but it's Breck Brew Mountain Beach Sour made with 100% renewable energy and made with 100% Colorado ingredients. Beautiful. Beautiful stuff, Patrick. James actually says, screw Home Run Derby X. Let's get you in the Celebrity All-Star game. And I'm allowed to be there too. Thanks, James. <laughs> what the? F <laughs> I'm keeping score? Yeah, you are. I would not turn that down though. I definitely would. I would. I that's, I think that's like one of my big dreams. It's like something I think I've mentioned to my agent. I'm like, at some point I need to be in a celebrity softball game at an all-star game. Maybe my best chance is uh, when the all-star game is in Philly in 2026. Yeah. I gotta, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. One of these your, days. Your second best chance is 2051. 30 years after the Rockies hosted in 2021. He's like, Hey, hometown gal, right? She's all about Denver. So you've got two, you got two bites at the apple here. So that's I bad. do. Yeah. The, um, uh, the timing really, uh, screwed me over. I'm like, uh, I wasn't in Denver long enough. Uh, actually I didn't even live in Denver yet. Technically when, uh, the all-star game was here. So I just missed it. I just missed the boat. 
I know you've got some gossip for us to talk about. Before we do that, I know mm-hmm. I want to give you an opportunity because this weekend it's going to be a big one with Shohei Otani. Oh, yeah. And then there's also 25 other guys on the roster, <laughs> one of which includes Mike Trout. My dude. But figured we'll get you in, get your predictions in early for Shohei Otani. He's got 10 right now, which actually would tie him for the most in the Rockies. So he has as many as Brenton Doyle, the, the official speedy leg guy. And what? Stolen bases. Stolen, stolen bases. bases. Got it. Got yes. it. He's got 10 of those. Do you think he gets a stolen base this weekend? No. Okay. I don't think so. Because he's at altitude. I don't think he's going to push it. Smart. He's not going to run. He's, he's not, not be, stealing any bases. He's not pitching. Uh, he's supposed to go tonight in, in LA. And I, I imagine that will still happen. But you're right. I think he's avoiding it. I don't know if we'll ever see him uh, pitch at Coors Field. We'll talk about all about that. It's almost going to be an entirely Shohei Otani show on Friday with Kevin Henry. I've got some interesting Oh my stats. gosh, Kevin Henry's coming on. I have so much FOMO right now. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. All right, Homers. He's got 24 as of right now on Wednesday afternoon. Most in MLB. Does he homer at Coors Field? He hasn't done it yet. I think he gets two. Oh, I like I think that. he gets two. I think, I think the air is going to be real nice to him. I think he's going to get two homers. All right, that's worth double points if you're right on that one. Okay. That's worth double. Does he go third deck? Does he hit, put one up in the rooftop? Um, I don't think he's going to go third deck. I okay. think his, he's going to max out second deck. One's going to go second deck. One's going to go in the batter's eye. Okay. I was The next one was going to be if he was going to have maybe more opposite field because he's been hitting a lot of those lately. So mm. you're going center field. So yeah. only one souvenir then. Because only the batter's one eye. Souvenir. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Only one souvenir. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Sou- my prediction. Souvenir. This is a segment where Susie autographs something and raffles it off. Souvenir. Anyway, moving on. Uh, and then finally, uh, does he hit for the cycle? He's come really close this year. I think I want to say six times he might have been a triple shy of the cycle. And no ballpark in the history of mankind has ever seen more cycles than Coors Field. It's still obviously a long shot. I don't think you can call for a cycle at all. But the odds have to be higher than ever before for any player in any ballpark than this weekend. I I think um, he will not hit for the cycle. I think he'll be – I think he'll get close. I think he'll be like one hit shy of the cycle in any of those games, but he will not hit for the cycle. How about one hit shy of a cycle in all three games? <laughs> it could, honestly, yeah, that's like really – that's that's doable. What are your predictions? Do you have predictions yet, or are you saving them for Friday? You know what? That's a great idea, Susie. I was going to give them, but maybe I will save them for Friday. No, give them. Come no, on. I was, I was planning on saving them for Friday. We'll, oh, we'll discuss son of a that. Bitch. Well, our, we're, our viewer rating is going to go up by at least one because now you're going to be forced to watch. So. I'm going to be on a plane. Oh, you're, you'll watch it after the fact. You're like, I got to know these hot takes. My Friday is going to be so stressful. I'm going to have a long day of like flying into JFK and then like having to find my way to upstate New York. Like it's going to be a, a damn mess, Patrick. Finger Lakes? What are we talking here? No, no, not that upstate. I know most of New York is upstate. Uh, no, it's like more like closer to Connecticut. Westchester? No. <laughs> upstate Dover Plains. It's off the Harlem line. I think I'll be okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll be fine. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be thinking of you. Uh, Thank you. Hopefully travel is all good. Um, and, and I'm sure you'll have some good gossip in, in uh, when you come back. But you have Ooh. some good right now, in fact. 
Patrick, I have good gossip right now. You know it. Welcome to our favorite talk show, The Gossip, where I am going to ask Patrick if he heard what I heard, uh, and then we're going to break down whether or not it's true. Patrick, are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do it. All right. Um, so, Patrick, the other day, we learned Aaron Boone is terrified of NBA draft prospect Victor Wenbinyama terrified of him patrick is that true is aaron boone scared of this like tall lanky dude i would think so i think Wemby is seven foot four and he's like 104 pounds just very lanky he's just he's a lanky guy did not have a really great first pitch but he's also i think he's french right i i, I would say yeah he's got to be afraid of this guy yeah um that looked uh, like he definitely it. was scared seeing him throw this souvenir ball into the stands. Um, but look at the look. If you're watching us on YouTube, you will see the look on Aaron Boone's face. He looks uh, a little nervous. Uh, and yeah, also Wemby threw out a terrible first pitch. Yeah. You, you got to make sure you're, you're going over to the DNVR sports channel on YouTube to watch curious choice. He went with number five, Joe DiMaggio as his yeah. number. Maybe that was probably his number over in France. Maybe. I don't know actually, but <laughs> Wendy. But yeah, um, very lanky dude. Uh, did you see the picture of him holding a baseball? No, but I did see some quotes where he was basically like, wow, your golf balls are bigger than I can imagine. Like, well, that's because it's not actually a golf ball. It's a, it's a baseball. Yeah. Oh my gosh. His hands are huge. So I mean, they're huge. it was like the baseball was like, just, it looked, it looked like a golf ball in his yeah. hands. It was hysterical. It looked like this. It looked like he was holding an iPod. Case. Actually. Yes. Like the picture of him holding the ball is like just very jarring. It looks like an optical illusion. Coach. Yeah. I have a new pitch. It's called a pinky ball. I just hold it with my pinky. It's crazy. <laughs> these guys, these bas basketball players are huge. 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 Good for them. Uh, Patrick, did you hear that the voice of many of our favorite postseason moments, Joe Buck, is going to host Wheel of Fortune after Pat Sajak retires? No. No way, Jose. Um, <laughs> I like that. I think, I think that would stump some people. I'm curious. He must have said something about it. I, first off, Joe Buck is still kind of, you know, at his – at the height of his fame and, and success. And I, I'm sure I think his, his deal with the NFL is probably going on for a while, but I also don't know that he would even want to do that. Like that job is rough. I think they work for like four days every month, but it's just like, but it's like literally like 14 hour days, nonstop. Yeah. Let's fill, let's run these people in like cattle. Hey, what do you say? Oh, and apparently uh, you like uh, to draw in adult coloring books. Tell me about that. And he just has to feign interest in these people's boring lives. No offense if you've ever been on Wheel of Fortune, but come on. Um, no, no way. That can't be true. I hope not. I have more respect for Joe Buck than that. Um, uh, you know what? So this is actually a, a real rumor that I did not come up with. Um, uh, they were talking about this in the uh, Sports Illustrated mailbag. I think the one that dropped today. But yeah, he hasn't really been calling baseball, but um, apparently this is this is a, a real conversation that's happening. I don't know how true it is. It's This is actual gossip, not even something that I made up. Wow. How about that? Would you rather, uh, here's a fielder's choice. Oh, prompted. yes. Would you rather host Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy? Or, you know what? Wild card. You pick, pick a third game show to host. Ooh. I would pick Jeopardy for me. 
but I, I think Jeopardy would be a lot more fun to host. Um, I, I love word games though. Like I do love wheel, wheel of fortune, but I think I'd get so frustrated watching people like have the answer right there. And like, they're just missing it. Like, I think that would drive me insane. Or they mispronounce it. You're like, mm-hmm. Oh no, it's, it's or- rhyme. It's rye mail tapia. You pronounced it wrong. Sorry. And then the next person ends up winning the trip to Honolulu. Has Ryan Altapia, do we know? Did you ever see that episode where Ryan Altapia, it said famous athletes on Jeopardy? No, this is not a thing. But if we. <laughs> what? I, I like, want to see no. that now. Fake Wheel of Fortune. Can, can ChatGPT or can we have AI to create like great Wheel of Fortune hoaxes? Rymel Tapia? Yeah, I got it. Oh my gosh. That Actually, awesome. that would be like a really good use of that technology. Yeah, it would be. That would be a really, really good use of that technology. Um, yeah, I think I would I would rather host Jeopardy for sure. Same. All right, I'll be the Ken Jennings. You could be mine Bialik. There we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Patrick, did you hear that Kyle Freeland is suing Skyline Chili for reasons undisclosed? <laughs> Um, no, but I hear that we may have started that rumor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's not true. Hopefully Kyle Freeland is feeling better soon. Can't wait to see him pitch on Friday. You know what? What's interesting is, uh, can Bacchus and Shanker work across state lines? I don't know. That's why you just have to call them two, 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 two. And no, this isn't an ad read. I'm just saying, Hey, you might need some, some representation perhaps. Um, you know what I was like thinking about the other day that I don't know if we've acknowledged, um, the fact that the Bacchus and Shanker number, it's, you know, all twos, all two lows, um, uh, which is kind of fitting for, you know, a dude who got injured at work a lot. I heard you say it yesterday. I thought that was really creative. Yeah. We, we haven't, we hadn't made that connection. We actually. have That's not made good. that connection yet. I can't believe that. What's wrong with us? What number does Chris Bryant wear again? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? <Is he laughs> two? Play Does he wear forever. two? Is he also wear number two? Yeah. I don't... He, he's a, he's 23, right? I was yeah. like, I legitimately can't remember. But we, we've talked about this before, like remembering players' numbers. And uh, actually, uh, shout out to Nate, because he's been getting a lot of traction at Rocktober19. Uh, what's going on, Nate? Yeah, he had, a, he had a tweet that, you know, went viral a little bit about the fact that, you know, sometimes you watch Rockies games and go, oh, Right, Chris Bryant is on this team. That's right. So I kind of like not jokingly, I continuously forget. Yeah. It happened last year. Even a bit. I'm not just like, no, like I forget. And it's like that makes me sad. Yeah, it it happened a lot last year. And um, I think I said at at one point a couple weeks ago that Bryant had like 30 more days on the IL before it was impossible for him to get to 162 games over the course of his Rockies career. So like if we're saying, Hey, you know, last year is like a wash, but if you play a bunch of games this year, you can at least get to the 50% mark. He's kind of, you know, uh, that might be out of reach. So 42 games last year, he's only at 50 right now this year. So we're kind of, well, at least he's surpassed what we got out of him last year, but the bar was so low. Look out 2024 and those 58 games. Our big expensive oopsies. Yeah, we got there's a couple on on the payroll right now, too. There's a there's a a different Nolan oopsie also uh, that's 
the second highest or the third highest paid player. There's a third highest paid oopsie on payroll right now for the Rockies in Mr. Arenado. I'm telling you, I, I could foresee a situation where Nolan Arenado comes back. I, I could too. I don't think it will happen, but it, it's not the same thing as the Tulo situation where I, we're just, again, at that 60th anniversary that uh, you and I will be covering as the only two people still on this beat in 30 years from now. Trikulowitzki <laughs> will not be there, but Nolan will be, and, and maybe he'll, he'll wrap up his career uh, in a holiday-esque type fashion. Holiday, when he came back, of course, they went to the postseason in mm-hmm. 2018. So That was super random and super fun. So yeah. I could see it happening again. Is it going to have to be a three-team trade between a between the Las Vegas A's, the Rockies, and a third team? And it's Bryant to Vegas, Arenado to Colorado, and then, you know, I don't know who the Cardinals end up getting, but maybe. Get, put a pin in this one. This is a prediction. For like uh yeah, this is now. this is good. Guys, let us know in the comments what you think. Draw up a good three-team trade to get Nolan Arenado back to Colorado for in, one final season. In three years. In three years. So you gotta throw in prospects that are still in high school right now to really sweeten mm-hmm. the deal. Uh see if you can make it happen and predict the future. But uh we're gonna be doing a lot of future predicting and and past celebrating. For Shohei Otani on Friday, yeah, I mean, we're Rocky show, so we're going to talk Rockies, and we're look, look through things through the purple prism that is Coors Field and the uh, the top team in, in Denver baseball by default because, of course, we're the only team. But we're going to have a lot of fun on Friday talking all about Shohei Otani with Kevin Henry of Fansided, and uh, make sure you're following us for all those conversations on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I can be found on Twitter. Uh, before I tell you where to find me, Design Love hopped in and said, what 420 are you two smoking? Yo, we got those Kind Love Turbo joints. Free ad read number two. You're welcome. They call them Turbo for a reason. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I will say, one of our coworkers like, hopped into the Slack and said, like, oh, those Turbo joints really do be turboing. So. Yeah. Kind love, man. They are on point right now with their product. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, you can find all of my fun takes, uh, and some wedding pictures this weekend, um, at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. And on one of those platforms, there might be a photograph with Bobby Valentine, but that's why you got to follow her on all the platforms. (laughs) Uh, and that's why you got to tune in on Friday because we're going to try to keep the momentum going, but you know what they say about baseball podcast momentum. What do they say? It's only as good as your next show. So we will talk to you on Friday for Otani Weekend right here on the DNVR Sports Channel live on YouTube.